You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Today's episode of Locked on Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Promo code Locked On gets you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Well, Ulysses, a um, little peek behind the curtain here. Right before we started recording, we heard that Brent Honeywell, Rays prospect, is undergoing yet another surgery. Third surgery in three years. Maybe this guy should be like Rick Ankeel. And, and start to hit become a dh or something don't use that right elbow right arm anymore buddy I, I think you got got the number wrong it's 17 surgeries in the last three months dude i, mean, I think that's right too yeah we, we've lost count pretty much yeah it's it's unfortunate man i mean what it would be to have that type of talent in the rotation that screwball i was looking forward to seeing that mm-hmm. in an mlb but once again i, I you know, he, he gets injured and did the rehab go wrong? Um, we don't, we don't really know all the specifics yet as this just came out, but hopefully he can kind of get back to, to what he is. I think it's six weeks from what I've heard right. so far, the, the, the rehab for this new, um, surgery, but who knows, you know? So he had Tommy John surgery in 2018 a fractured bone in 2019, and now this, which is, I don't even want to begin what it is exactly, but a decompression procedure on his ulnar nerve and scar tissue removal. Um, Now, we have to remember this guy is still only 25, so we would hope that he still has a career ahead of him. Do you think he'll pitch in the big leagues at some point? Or or for the Rays? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I don't, I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say he can forget about being a starter, probably. Yeah. Um, I think he, you have to transition him to, okay, well, work your magic for it. Can you be a two-inning power guy? Mm-hmm. Can you give us two innings of Nick Anderson type of stuff, you know? Uh, shut down innings, uh, maybe a situational here and there. But uh, if a guy has had that many surgeries, what is the probability that he could give you a good five, six innings. I know baseball is changing, but it's not like people, you know, have forgotten how starters work. Mm-hmm. You, know, you do want, you do need a guy to give you 200 innings, right? I right. mean, that, that's not, that's not preposterous to ask for a starting rotation, uh, a guy. So I don't think somebody with that many surgeries and an injury in an injured past, uh, you know, goes to the top of the list to, to make a rotation. Yeah, and I think even more so now with all these issues he's had. Yeah, he's got a five pitch repertoire, but you're probably not going to see him through the screwball much, if anymore. I mean, he's going to have right. to narrow it down with the breaking stuff. And the thing that's kind of concerning about this, if you're the like, if you're the Rays, from now on, 
Don't let this guy throw anything, a ball, a rock, a football, whatever it is, without you having some supervision there, without a coach looking over his shoulder, so to speak, and making right. sure because he was just working out on his own and he was probably he probably tried to dial it up a little bit too much and then he's like i'm not feeling too good i'm going to call the team officials and, and try to get this situated and we find out it's a bigger issue than uh than it is you don't want to uh you know think badly like that you know he might have just done something irresponsibly who knows maybe he was just doing a rehab movement uh therapy or whatever it was and and he felt it but also, again, he is 25. He does yeah. want to show some progress in his rehab, which probably must really be depressing for an athlete to just be out of sports for so long mm-hmm. from competitive sports. I mean, I don't think he's thrown a competitive sp- a pitch since like 2017. 2017 was when he last pitched Look in the that. minors, double A. Yeah, he was pitching he's- a triple A and double A in 2017, <sighs> and then he blew out his arm. Yeah, no. Uh, so going back to your question, will he ever be in the major leagues? I would say yes, talent-wise, and maybe a cup of coffee at worst. Uh, actually, at worst, you never hear of him again. Right. And he never becomes anything, obviously. But you want to hope that he does make the major leagues, and they can make that transition into a, a relief pitcher. Yeah, what's crazy is that even before before this injury, even after his two surgeries, he was still a top 100 prospect and looked at – as one yeah. of the Rays, like top five, top 10 prospects. I mean, you just kind of lick your chops at the numbers that he put together all throughout the minors in 416 yep. innings pitched, career 288 ERA, 108 whip. Pretty impressive stuff for Mr. Honeywell. And we just hope that he's, whether it's fall instructional league or or next spring, just getting back out there. And again, don't don't do anything silly. We we want every we we need to be watching you like a hawk whenever you're doing any kind of elbow shoulder movement, whatever it is. Uh, we actually got a, a comment from Ty McCann. Uh, he had just emailed us on uh, the Honeywell setback. He says, "I had a lot of optimism for this guy because he's a second round pick. He was the first pitcher to win the Futures Game MVP. He's young, and the Rays are known for their development of pitchers." He's still 25, but if he continues to have these surgeries and setbacks, not to mention how long we go without baseball, I have my doubts of how effective he could be or if he makes it with the club at all. I already think he missed a golden opportunity that McKay took advantage of by being a major league starter when his club had a deficiency at that position. Yeah, I mean, Honeywell was kind of the next guy in line. He would have been the next guy Good in point. line. I mean, he, if he didn't get Good injured, point. we go back – this could be like his third year in the big leagues and he yeah. could be the next number two, number three, whatever it is. So with that talent, I mean, with yeah. that rotation and that rotation was pretty solid, but we got some, uh, another comment by, uh, Ad Blaze Bruckner. Uh, he says the season is over. So now is a good time for anyone to get surgery. That's a good silver lining. I think, you know what, if you're going right. to need another six weeks to get better, uh, another surgery right now is the time to get better so that's a good point yeah. as well. no other minor leaguers are playing right now so it's not like he's not like he's missing right. out really or anything like that um moving on to something that we've been talking pretty much all week about uh, major league baseball 67 page health and safety protocol and uh, the players association actually put in kind of some of their counterclaims and and points that they want uh, the MLB to address. But one thing that we like totally ignored and didn't focus on was how different in this socially distanced era of baseball, 
post-game celebrations, walk-offs, playoff clinchers, like no more hugging guys, no more popping champagne on each other, no more smoking cigars in the clubhouse, no more pouring drinks on Trisha Whitaker post-game. Like all that stuff's <laughs> going to change in this new era, I, I would think, right? I mean, unless unless you're like, okay, boys, you can celebrate in the clubhouse, but keep your six feet, wear an N95 mask, put a surgical glove on, put surgical gloves on, and uh, we'll wrap you in bubble wrap too. And now you guys can go party. Now have a good time. <laughs> like how crazy is like just that instinct of G-Man Choi hits a walk off. The Rays hit a lot of walk offs, and now like you just gotta you know give a, a virtual high five or something like that. It's crazy how that's going to really change things. Well, uh, you know, nice bubble wrap comment there. Um, look, yeah, that's, that's one way to do it. You know, say, Hey, contain yourselves as much as you can get your masks on, get your gloves on, um, and have some socially distant fun after a walk-off celebration. But I actually came up with three things that they could do and still follow the guidelines of Let me hear know, it. socially distancing. Okay, so number one, it's the off-season right now. So how about they do Zoom meetings and they kind of choreograph a flash mob kind of thing. So if a walk-off happens, if there's a playoff berth or a division series win, whatever mm-hmm. it is, they do the flash mob kind of deal, like uh, remember the Titans – uh, seeing they, they do that kind of energy and they, you know, they do a little group dance uh, situation. That's my number one. Okay, I like it. Um, my number two option, they go Cal Ripken Jr. and they just do a victory lap around the field. Just jump in, just put some music on, blasting it. That's my number two. Just go around the field, get that emotion out, that adrenaline yeah. by running the heck out of the, the, the trop or wherever they are. Number three. Number three. Okay. So have you heard of the Hakka? What the Hakka is? Yeah, it's like the uh, Samoan Hawaiian dance procedure. Exactly. It's a ceremonial dance uh, or challenge in Maori culture. I don't know that by heart. I'm actually looking at the definition right now in front of me. Um, But it is performed with vigorous movements and stamping and and the tongue out and a lot of, you know, guttural (laughs) Uh, you know, noises and all that. Yeah. So what about if they just do something like that? Just get that energy out. They keep the distance going with the six feet, but they just get that adrenaline out. They have something prepared like the Haka. I think that would be really, really cool to witness some guys too. That's a great idea. And by the way, you could hire like Shane Victorino. I'm pretty sure he's Hawaiian, flying Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Bring him in. Show, right. show the crew how to do the Haka. Hire him as a special assistant to the general manager. I That's think, his look, duties. You, you have a lot of guys there that would shine in each one. I think I, I would really like to see Kevin Kiermaier do the, the lap around the field because I want to mm-hmm. see him go how fast he can do that track. Number one, the group dance flash mob. You know Willie Adamas has got moves. You know oh, Jimon yeah. Choi's got moves. Are you kidding me? They would steal the show. And number three, come on. You don't think Yandy Diaz – has got the physique to mm-hmm. kill the Haka. Come right. on. This is where you would have to work on some guys that are a little bit more sheltered and more uh, maybe introverted. So, you know, you, you really need to get Austin Meadows on the same page, Brandon <laughs> Lau on the same page, get them, get them kind of energized with that and bring them aboard. I think that those right. are great ideas. 
And I, I fully, as a commissioner of baseball for a day, <laughs> a co-commissioner, you did a great job with those, with those alterations there. Thank Here, you, I, I think after the World Series, though, whoever wins the World Series, if the, a season's even played, and hopefully the Rays win the World Series, oh. but I think at that point, they just, we don't care. We're not, we're touching each other. We're <laughs> hugging each other. We're going to be uh, chewing and spitting tobacco on each other. We're going to be rubbing baseballs. We're going to be doing all kinds of crazy stuff because the season's over and we don't have to deal with this crap anymore. And you would think, you like, think in the so, playoffs. You, really think so, you, you know, I mean, do, do you think somebody's going to pull, pull uh, an NBA uh, stupid move and touch all the microphones? I, I don't know about that necessarily, but I think, you know, in the playoffs, you would have to imagine before every game that MLB would make sure there's mandatory coronavirus testing pregame. And if all the guys and if everybody that's allowed in that stadium has been cleared, you'd imagine why can't you just go forward with that one day and, and, and celebrate for the, for the evening in the clubhouse and go from there? I don't know. Maybe. And, you know, maybe by the time playoffs are here and, and there's a chance to, to get really excited about that. I, and, again, walk-ons are always very exciting no matter if they're on opening day or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but say when playoffs come around and there's the need for human celebration to happen in that clubhouse or on the field, maybe the coronavirus thing has kind of, uh, you know, been progressed uh, to the point that, you know, the restrictions won't be so, you know, harsh as they are right now in the protocol. Right. And, and speaking of that protocol, so here's here's some of the topics that uh, the MLB Players Union wants the MLB to further address protection for high risk players and their family members, frequency of testing. So I'd imagine just more testing than three days a week protocol for positives. This is something we didn't really touch on. If a guy, for example, tests positive on the road, do you, do you have to, does he have to self quarantine in a road hotel room for 14 days and then hitch a ride back to town? Like you're going to have to work out some sort of procedure for all that stuff too good one he can just take an uber back <laughs> that's for sure uh, but they're, they're not even allowed or they're, they're not even allowing ubers now you <laughs> exactly know? so uh yeah that that would be something to figure out that would be yeah to that's out. gonna have just you gotta walk home that's your thing you, walking home after <laughs> hey you're staying in uh this holiday inn for 14 days then you're on right. your own buddy sorry uh, you're on the motel eight yeah uh sanita uh sanitization I guess I got that right. Okay, so just more more methods for sanitizing. Uh, needs for pre- and post-game therapy. I think this is what we mentioned on Wednesday. Like, hey, yeah. guys want their saunas. They want their hot and cold tubs, all that sort of stuff. I mean, those are, for a lot of players, necessities. Now they're, yeah, they're the requirements nowadays. Yeah, and uh, medical personnel at stadium. So a lot of those things, I mean, those aren't, those aren't major hurdles. You know, no, we haven't even gotten no. into the financial issues. But as right. far as health and safety, those I don't the, think those I don't think they'll minimal. ever get into the financials until they do the health. Yeah, they they got to go with. I mean, you got to do the easy stuff first, I guess. Not none of it's <laughs> easy, but um, before you get into the uh, the nitty gritty and the uh, the high stress talks of money for sure. All right, coming up next, baseball trivia. Well, Ulysses, I'm almost through all of my built bars that have been delivered to me. Um, so I'm going to have to go online and get a new order. I'm going to have to use that promo code locked on to get $10 off. Lucky, have to keep doing lucky. that. Yeah. And I think I'm going to try some different flavors too. Cause I've not tried all 16 different flavors and they came right. out with a couple new ones as well. Chocolate cookie dough, mango, peach cobbler. Those will definitely be on the list. Ooh, and here's peach the thing. cobbler. 
Yeah, peach cobbler. Oh, that sounds. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and you could get. I mean, here's the thing: you can mix and match with Built Bar. You could do all right. peach cobbler. You could do a little one of everything. You can you can kind of be creative with how you want to uh, how you want to take in your Built Bars. Um, here's what you need to know, though. Okay, uh, you're getting 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, three grams of sugar, three grams of net carbs. Uh, there's also, and that's for like the nut flavor. I think that, that has a little bit more protein, a few more calories, but still pretty darn good statistics right there. Um, the nut free flavors, 15 grams, protein, 110 calories, four grams, sugar, five grams, net carbs. Those, those are MVP caliber stats right there. That's, that's, that's that's all you got to know. Uh, amazing combination of low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives, soft, chewy, chocolatey. What's not to like about built bar i mean we've talked been talking about it for a month almost i mean just yes. go out there and order your built bars and go from there go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and that'll get you ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com uh also be sure to follow them on instagram at i'm built and on twitter at bar underscore built this podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24 life stories and lessons from the say hey kid In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a forward read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now, wherever audiobooks are sold. All right, Ulysses, baseball trivia time. I struggled a little bit last week. What was the topic du jour last week? I can't even remember. Something with uh, World, uh, World Series, Series MVPs. MVPs. There you go. You yeah, got it. I got a couple got there. It. it took me a while yeah. to, to kind of get through them all. Uh, well, today's trivia, I will say, is courtesy, ripped off, plagiarized from MLB.com. And why are no, you doing this to me now? Now I can read MLB.com because I know you're going to just steal stuff from from on there, man. You're okay, taking you, that away from me. You can read all the MLB.com you want. Just don't look at the quiz section. That's all I'm asking. Just <laughs> stay right. away from the daily quizzes. That's all I ask of you. Um, well, we know the MLB draft is actually coming up relatively shortly, June 10th and June 11th, I believe. Okay. And there's actually quite a few local players that um, are slated to be drafted uh, from Pasco and Hillsborough County. But that's neither here nor there. We'll probably talk about that at some point in a couple weeks from now. But this trivia is related to scouting reports, pre-draft scouting reports of future Hall of Famers. Oh, wow. So all these guys are Hall of Famers, and you'll get choices with all these. You're welcome to try to guess a guy right off the bat after I read in okay. a bridge version of this scouting report and also keep in mind that scouting reports sometimes it'll be like for example i'm not sure maybe austin meadows scouting report would be like he has the potential to develop into a a good major league hitter and now we look at austin meadows he's a he's a darn mvp candidate he's close to it so sometimes they try to be a little bit you know scouting reports they're not a hundred percent accurate but they're you can kind of get an idea of who they might be talking about um with a particular they might be like you know, Barry Bonds has, has 
has some ability for power. Yeah, no crap. This guy <laughs> in over 700 home runs. So just kind of keeping that in mind uh, as gotcha. I read these and and go forward. And there's 10, 10 scattering reports, so 10 questions for you. And okay. here is the first one. Uh, has power and good basic approach at the plate with bat speed. Similar to Travis Fryman in the field, but he runs better and will hit with some power. Best prospect in Florida the past seven years I've been scouting. You want me to go ahead and give you choices? Fred McGriff. Nah, you said Hall of Famers. Same. I think that's that's a little uh, Freudian slip that Fred McGriff should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Here, I'll give you choices because there's so many guys out there. Okay, please. Thank you. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., Chipper... Chipper Jones, uh, Jim Tomei, and Mike Piazza. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones, you are correct. DeLand native was playing high school baseball at the Bulls School in Jacksonville Private Academy, and that was a scattering report written by Luke Wren for the Mariners. Of course, Jones went on to uh, be drafted number one overall by the Braves in the 1990 draft. Okay. Saw this boy in Las Vegas Easter Tournament. He is the best pitching prospect in my area. Fairly good control and should improve with experience. Has excellent delivery. He reminds me of Don Drysdale when he was a high school kid. Greg Maddox. You are correct, sir. Fairly good control. (laughs) See, that's one of those ones where it's like, (laughs) yeah. No crap. No crap, buddy. Um... Added points for hard-nosed and aggressive style of play. Quality player with physical tools to work with. Capable of playing other position if necessary. Pete Rose. Incorrect. I'll give you choices. Uh, Mike Piazza, Barry Larkin, Tim Raines, Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. You are correct, sir. Very good. Yeah, that guy, you can catch, play second base, play in the outfield a little bit. Pretty solid player, I would say, and I think his son is a solid player. By the way, this picture of uh, Biggio, he looks exactly like Tom Brady. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, does he? Yeah, it's with, like, the eyes and the, uh, what's it called, the the eye black that, that he's got. Man, oh, man, this hey, is like Did you hear they're making a docuseries on Tom Brady? Of like, course, why year? wouldn't you? He It's well-deserved. We what they should... remember. No, but we all remember. Right, like, I know. Maybe this will focus. Maybe this will focus on him breaking into uh, homes in Tampa and, and playing at parks and getting kicked <laughs> out of Tampa game. parks, yeah. all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, anyway, um, is the best everyday. Speaking of Tom Brady, is the best everyday player in New England. His bat is what everyone likes because he can hit for average in power. Very coachable with excellent work habits. I can give you a choices. hint. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you choices. Jeff Bagwell, Barry Larkin, Mike Piazza, Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn. Incorrect. Bagwell, Larkin, Piazza. Larkin? Incorrect. It was Jeff Bagwell. Really? He's from uh, New England? I don't know if he's from there, but he went to the University of Hartford. Oh, that guy. Oh, that's a banana slip. Yeah. Peel, and then whatever. he was uh, then he was taken in the fourth round. When you say best everyday player in New England, that that assumes that he's like playing high school there, right? I mean that. And I, he, yeah, yeah. He should just say like in college, he's the best everyday player I've seen in in the colleges in in the New England area or whatever. Anyway, 
That was uh, two Astros right there. Um, okay. Rare combination of speed, power, instincts, smooth, fluid, natural actions, makes game look easy. Bat speed with home run power, similar style but much better than Barry Bonds at same stage. Superstar potential. Okay, so he has to be younger than Barry. Um, he could just be a tad younger. I'm going to go with Griffey. Wow, you are good. Let's go. On the nose, buddy. That's a pretty accurate scouting report. Yeah, Makes the game look like, easy. Whoever wrote that, <laughs> yeah, dead on. Yeah. The scouting report was written by a scout with the Mariners, so I think they trusted okay. his judgment there. And yep, yep. Uh, made a, I would say made a pretty good choice. Uh, very good fastball hitter with excellent bat speed. Restricted to left field and must hit the play, but is desirable. Could be a good hitter someday. Must hit to play? Uh, so I think what they mean is must hit to be able to play in the field. Like his bat carries him, not his field and ability necessarily. I'm going to go with... Um... Tony Gwynn. Wow. Did you look at this beforehand? No, I didn't, but I'm killing it. Wow. <laughs> See, yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like, uh, could be a good hitter someday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have 3,000 hits, maybe. Yeah. Drafted in the third. Man, Tony, Grant, Tony Gwynn, if he just wasn't left for dead with the Padres, oh my gosh. If I he know. played where, you know, I mean, it was, it was weird because he played at San Diego State university so i'm sure it was like fun for him but like he could have been such a bigger star elsewhere like the I trevor mean, hoffman it, approach or the yeah trevor Hoff, it, it, hoffman, some uh, guys have that some guys have that. felix hernandez are you kidding me you put the king in any other bigger franchise than the, the mariners and, and and he wins a couple rings mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy it's crazy all right this guy is special you get excited just watching him warm up all-star potential at shortstop at major league level. Signed with Michigan as a security blanket, will sign. In other words, will sign if he's drafted out of high school. A-Rod. Incorrect. Another guess. You're close. Around that era. Mm, Noma. What, so, what, there's one other guy. Oh, Jeets? Jeter, yes. Jeter, Jeter from Kalamazoo, Michigan. So that would have given it away a little bit. Again, Jeter and yes. Tom Brady are boys. <laughs> Michigan Warriors there. Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, another shortstop. Has all the tools to be an outstanding shortstop, good defense, can hit with some pop, and is a very good runner. I should say that I don't think this guy played shortstop in the majors, but he was playing shortstop uh, upon being drafted. So has has all the tools to be an outstanding shortstop, good defense, can hit with some pop, and is very good runner. I'll go ahead and give you choices here. Um, yeah. Barry Larkin, Wade Boggs, Paul Molitor, or Cal Ripken Jr. I was going to say Cal, but then you said he didn't play shortstop. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Wade Boggs. Incorrect. Uh, so Paul Molitor. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. one of those tough. Like we didn't really watch Paul Molitor yeah. necessarily. I'll, t- so, I'll take I'll take a second Mulligan on this one. Yeah, Molitor uh, played second before shifting to uh, third base and later designated hitter. Okay, frontline blue chip prospect, which will take a ton to sign. 
has free ride to Stanford University, college SAT of 1250, has guts, aggressive, and pitching know-how. John Smoltz, Mike Messina, Tom Glavin, or Randy Johnson? Man, you picked like all of the guys that I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Smart guy. Smart guy. Uh, I'm between Glavin and Smoltz. Not to put anything against Randy Johnson. I'm going to go with Smoltzy. Incorrect. I'm going to go with Glavin. Incorrect. It is Mike Messina. Uh. So, interestingly, this year, or that year, Messina was drafted by the Orioles in the 11th round, didn't sign, ended up going to Stanford, then three years later was drafted again by the Orioles with the 20th overall pick. doesn't happen often that you get, I mean, two shots to draft a guy or that you draft a guy out of high school, all right, doesn't sign, and then you get to draft him again. Like, don't the Yankees wish they could have done that with Garrett Cole? Because I think they drafted (laughs) Cole out of high school. He didn't sign, and then he gets drafted by by the Pirates, right, a couple years later, so it's crazy. Uh, Okay, final one. He can throw hard much faster than you usually see in high school boys. He throws mostly sidearm and overhead with his poor curve, has size, long, loose arm, fine fastball, and his youth. I think he is a he is really a diamond in the rough. Oh, Randy Johnson. Incorrect. I'll give you choices because this is kind of iffy. Um, Trevor Hoffman, Dennis Eckersley, Goose Gossage, or Jack Morris. Eckersley. Incorrect. Man. Hoffman, Gossage, Morris. Uh, Gossage? Yeah, it's Gossage. It's not really fair because he was drafted, you know, in the 70s. So it's like, you know, it's one of... On the guys that we actually watched, you did a great job. You did terrific. Thank you. And Gossage, that's a blooper, you know, behind first base. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'll take my hit. That's a hit in the the box score. Of course, absolutely. And thank you again, MLB.com, for coming up with these quizzes in quarantine. (laughs) I don't know if they're like, hey, the Locked On Rays podcast, they do they do trivia every Friday, so right. we need to start doing daily quizzes to, to get some pub there, get some publicity. Help, helping us out. I love it. I love yeah. it. And uh, so thank you for, for finding those. And I will stay out of MLB.com just forever. That's it. I appreciate not that. not any more MLB.com just so I can have these trivia uh, questions being directed at me. And speaking of trivia, I think next week we're gonna have uh, we're gonna try to have on another one of our listeners and try to grill him with trivia. Mm-hmm. John Cook, based out of Australia, so we've got some logistic issues to figure <laughs> out. They're on what a sixteen-hour time difference or something like that. I think a little bit less, but not that much. I think it's okay. like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, so we'll yeah. we'll we'll get it situated one way or the other, whether it's Zoom, Skype uber conference we'll find a way to do it like we did with uh ty mccann and sue john patel and again if you're interested in being a guest on trivia shoot us an email or a twitter dm at locked on rays or at locked on rays at gmail.com all right that wraps up this edition of locked on rays now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on mlb hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we'll talk to you next week